0: I, I for one, am sick. So, if we say anything that really makes me laugh today, it's going to be hideous. (laughs) Uh, Wait, are you still sick? A little bit. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, this is going to be a rough couple episodes here, fellas. It's
1: cool. Are we on? Yeah. It's really funny how you got this (laughs) new soundbite. Immediately going to banter. (laughs) Are we on? So... (laughs) It's really, really funny how you got this new soundbite Can you play for us? It's not It's really funny It's because so it's... much funnier when you don't announce the soundbite By the way, we are funny and let me tell you why <laughs> Well, you know why it's funny? Why? Let me tell you why
0: Because it's real com- Breaking oh. news on Bible Dingers News Network
1: I'm about to tell you why
2: Bible Dingers
1: As always I'm Nick. I'm here with Ryan and Mark, but I got some breaking news for you. Hey, yo. You guys ready for this? I'm sorry I didn't get you a LaCroix,
0: by the way. Only me and Mark have one.
1: It's cool. Um, Plane evacuated after passenger. (laughs) (laughs) Plane evacuated after passenger farts? After he passed gas. And Uh, you're asking uh, if that's real or fake. Fake news or real news.
2: Like it was on the ground already, and they had to evacuate before... Uh, what does
1: it matter? I mean, because what do you
2: think? It got evap- evacuated in the air. I mean, yes, we're talking about an airplane.
1: Yes, they got evacuated <laughs> in the air. Everybody jumped out of the with parachutes. No, it was on the ground. It got evacuated. So it was on the ground. Of the <laughs> it's fake news of real news. As if, I mean, hey, use your imagination. If you want to say they got evacuated out in the sky, by all means, hey. That makes it even more exciting. Mark, I love your sweater.
2: Oh, thank you. It's a thrift store.
1: Oh, sick. Yeah. Is that what that smell is? Freaking
2: hipster. No, I farted.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to abuse gonna the soundlight today.
2: It's fake. I mean, I think it's real. A whole plane for one fart? The whole plane from one fart. No way. That
1: wouldn't even reach uh, <laughs> economy. <laughs> totally real. I hate when this happens. Can you guys just agree? (laughs) Okay, fake. You say
0: fake. I mean, it's real, but I'm saying fake just to go with Mark because you want me to. I don't want you to agree. I want you two to agree. Yeah, I'm fake agreeing with Mark. It's fake.
2: Fake. Fake. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Definitely real. That's disgusting. It must have been bad.
1: Well, you know what? I have to say that American Airlines... Officials wrote a report to let everybody know that a flight was evacuated Sunday after uh, after problems caused passengers become ill. Ill? They became (laughs) ill. Well, listen, they use the word that I guess flatulence. 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 You don't know flatulence, bro? I can't. We use sometimes. You know that? Okay, it's like so. American Airlines officials say reports that a flight was evacuated Sunday after flatulence caused passengers become ill. And they say that it's false. Um, but you have a bunch of order a bunch of articles that on it that it's real, and then um, there's actually a interview with the guy who farted. Oh Unapologetic farting man on playing cards emergency <laughs> landing. That's pretty sweet, bro. So uh, yeah. How'd, How'd you, you like doing?
0: to be uh, famous for your farts?
1: Hey, there's one way to get on TV, unapologetic. unapologetic.
0: So- yeah, I farted. <laughs>
1: Cordova, I need a routine in this moment. Boo, yeah. you stink! Yeah. Mm. Mm. Diamonds look like boss water and they dancing on the candle. That's a really, really rock. This is really rock. You know this at two point oh. Yeah. Brush my shoulders, then I did he buy Diddy. In the Maci Oak, did it for the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got an exciting episode today, guys, as always. So exciting. It's exciting, but it's not exciting. So exciting? It's it exciting, but it's not exciting. No, it's exciting. I like Proverbs. It's, it's informative, oh. but it's uh, definitely filled with wisdom. Uh you guys catching my hint here? Are you wise enough to catch my hint? We're proverbially going through um,
0: a book today called Proverbs. Yeah.
1: Proverbially. There we go. Talking about Proverbs. Problems. Problems. We're so talking, talking about, about problems today, guys. Hey. Oh. <laughs> well, we're talking about Proverbs, and uh, that is a book in the Bible, okay? And we're going to talk about it. <laughs> How you doing? Well, the title, the original title in the Hebrew Bible is the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, mm. king in Israel. That's a big title. That's a huge title. So, of course, they would shorten it. Of course. Um. So, the Septuagint is just Proverbs of Solomon. Still too long. Solomon. And then it was like, nope, we gotta switch it up a little bit. So then the Vulgate calls it the Book of Proverbs. And then we're getting a little bit closer to what we have today, and that's just plain old Proverbs. Hey. the title gets shorter as time goes on. Look at you. So
2: in the future it'll just be Pro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So P. So yeah, yeah. Pro. Yeah. No. Pro. Pro. Yeah. Mm. Pro. Or maybe they'll just call it Verbs. Oh, so it's sounds, what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the word proverb literally means to be like. So yeah. what do you think of that? To be like. To be like whatever. To be like Solomon. Isn't there you that go. A song?
1: Oh, to be like you. Ooh, yeah. what song is that? That's Scandal, Scandal Grace. Scandal Grace, baby. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Maddie. Hey. Um, yeah, so Proverbs <clears throat> aren't only in the Bible. There's obviously like the proverbs of Confucius mm-hmm. and other proverbs. Um, and what they are basically easy to understand statements that teach fundamental realities and wisdom of everyday life. Mm. Confucius
2: is easy to understand?
0: Definitely. He is a little confusing. Ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah. How are you doing?
0: Yeah. So, um, Nikki, do you want to talk about the author and data writing? Or sure. am I going to? We could do it.
1: Let's both do it at the same exact
0: time. Okay. Ready? <laughs> One, go. two, three. Most, Most people believe, believe that Solomon wrote Proverbs, but, but they're, they're wrong. wrong. It was Solomon and a couple other people. Um, so yeah, it was not just Solomon. <laughs> it was Solomon and a couple other people. Yep. Um, Proverbs is broken up into eight sections. <coughs> Ooh, the coffee oh. The coffin section. You hurt. Oh, Um, Yes, there's the coughing section, and that's the introduction to the eight sections. Then there's sections one, two, and three, and sections one, two, and three were written by Solomon. Okay, so you're right about that. Hmm. Solomon reigned from 971 to 931, so it's likely that this is when his sections of Proverbs were written, since Solomon asked God for wisdom in the beginning of his reign. Um, and we'll get into a little bit ex- of more an exact time of when these were written, but we know it was written within those forty years.
1: Okay, next section, section four. Yeah, that right? sure is. Section four was written by the wise, quote unquote, the wise. I don't. That's the author. This section is titled "Sayings of the Wise," and the writers of this section are guess what? Wise. Yeah, <laughs> they're anonymous. Um, people think that they may predate Solomon. And that Solomon included them in as an editor. Um, and then we move on to section 5. And that, along with 1, 2, and 3, is written by Solomon. But compiled by men of Hezekiah. Hezekiah reigned from 729 to 686. So this section was compiled during that time. Some 2 to 250 years after Solomon. Yes,
0: and then following Section 5, we get, you guessed it, Sections 6 and 7. These were written by Agur, A-G-U-R, Agur, or or Agur, and King Lemuel, L-E-M-U-E-L. Those are the people who wrote Sections 6 and 7. Some people think that these were non-Israelite men whose origins are obscure. Others believe that this is a sort of pen name for Solomon, kind of like um, Shakespeare Shakespeare, or um, who's the guy who wrote Tom Sawyer? Mark Twain. Hmm. Mark Twain, that's not his real name. You guys know that, right? Well, they say Shakespeare's not his real name either. Well, yeah, because he's not real. Well, that's what you think. Um, Either way, we really don't know who they are. We just know that it's a guy named Agar and King Lemuel, or it's not. Um, And then that is followed by section eight, which is Proverbs 31. And this is also a little obscure. Is Um, that
2: the one about the woman,
0: the wise woman? Yes, that is the one about the woman, you sexist. Um, So it might still be part of Lemuel's section, but it's not likely. And the reason why is because it's an acrostic poem. And if you don't know what an acrostic poem is, we talked about it last week in the book of Psalms. That's when each line starts with another consecutive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Hmm. Um, so it's stylistically distinct from Lemuel's section, and it seems to have been written by a different author. Therefore, we don't know who it is. Gotcha. So the book took its final form around 700 B.C. during Hezekiah's reign. Um, if we, And that's if we assume the Agur and King Lemuel wrote before the Hezekiah editors, which is the most commonly held belief. So that is the author and the date of the writing. The date of the events. So this book is not really a historical book. However, something interesting to note is that it is likely that this was the second book written by Solomon in his middle years. And this is something I mentioned when we were talking about sections one, two, and three. Because most people believe that Song of Solomon was likely written in his early adult years. Now, we'll we'll talk about that in a couple weeks when we go through Song of Solomon. Um, but most people believe that that was the first book that he wrote. Oh. And most people believe that the book of Ecclesiastes was written at the end of his life and was his third and final book. So most people believe that Proverbs is kind of the sandwich, the middle book. Um, so... With that in mind, it was probably written between like 961 and 951, somewhere right around there, right around the middle of his reign. So that's the more specific date of writing as well as the date of the events if they existed.
1: Gotcha. Next part is everybody's favorite. You guys ready for this?
2: Uh, Yeah.
1: Fun facts, baby. There's, um, there's three fun facts that we have. Not as much as we have for other books, but they're fun. So 1 <laughs> Kings 4.32 says that Solomon spoke 3,000 proverbs. However, the book of Proverbs only has about 800. So there's a big question. Where did they all go? Oh. Ryan, did you eat them? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fat joke? Um,
0: I think they're somewhere buried with the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. um,
2: King Josiah didn't find them.
0: No, actually, I think um, they're with Carmen San Diego. I think that's the last I heard.
1: You think they're with Waldo?
0: Um, Where's Waldo? I already found him, actually. No, but there's more.
2: Oh. I think they're in the
1: dryer with my socks. Oh. Ooh. I think it went with this joke. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's oh there. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah.
1: There it goes. <laughs> the next one was uh Proverbs 31 is likely the name of every woman's ministry in existence. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yep, that's I a fun know. fact for the book, in case you guys are wondering. Uh the third is
0: You are a sexist. You and Mark are sexist. Yeah, <laughs> as we
1: read your script, Oh! Right? Hey. Boo! You stink! The third is people question the can... The the, the the canonicity.
0: Wait, that's actually
1: the second fun fact? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Fun fact, fun fact. I put that in there as a joke. It's a joke, but it's funny. But you guys know me and my jokes.
0: They're not
2: funny.
1: The third fun fact is people question the canonicity of Proverbs for a while because of confusion over the seemingly apparent contradiction... Between Proverbs 26.4 and twenty six five. Oof. In case you don't have don't. that memorized, we're going to read it. I remembered. I remembered. Do not answer a fool according to his folly. <laughs>
0: Shut up, Mark. <laughs>
1: Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. Oh, what's the next one say? Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Hmm. Anybody know what's going on there? Yeah, so there's an apparent contradiction
0: there. The first part says, do not answer a fool according to his folly. The direct verse after says,
2: answer a fool according to his folly. I remember reading this for the first time. So yeah. what's going on here?
1: I don't know. You're damned
2: if you do. You do. Oh,
0: yeah, I was thinking that too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So pretty much. Not in those
0: words exactly. Don't do either. Those exact I words. think that's <laughs> what it's saying.
1: <laughs> like, um, like
2: be somewhere in the middle maybe.
0: Yeah, so don't do either of the commands it gives you. You I can't. That's probably right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can't please everyone. Mm. You can't always win. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. This Stuck could between be... a rock and a hard place.
1: Once we get going on the WVWs, this could definitely be one of them. Oh, we're going on those. Uh, well, eventually, we'll probably throw one in there. What's a WVW? Oh. verse Wednesday. Bruh. come on, man. What are you doing? I don't remember. How long have we been recording? Talking about that, it's it has been a year.
0: Um, yeah, since we've been recording. It's been a year,
1: guys.
2: We
0: started recording last November.
2: And you just bought headphones. And Nick just bought headphones. You know what? Consistently,
0: week after week, Mark has been bringing headphones for Nick because Nick refused to buy headphones.
1: Guess what? He has an extra pair. That's what Jesus would do. Hashtag baffled. That's what Jesus would do. Hashtag Mm. no words. So Jesus goes around, like, raising people from the dead, healing the blind, and Mark can't give me his headphones? Yeah, but like why can't
2: you be like Paul, who says he w- doesn't want to take handouts? Oh. Work. oh, you mean the guy who killed Christians? First, he repented. Yeah. No, that's
1: Saul. Oh. 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 <laughs> by the way, so, if you hear kids by screaming the way, in the background. you can start calling me Rick, because I'm a changed man, just like Saul.
0: Oh, you went from Nick to Rick? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know my alter ego is Brian Fallon. <laughs> I thought like it was Fat
1: Rink-a-Boo-Boo. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: are thinking Rat Fink-a-Boo-Boo. That's a whole different thing.
1: <laughs> anyway, the next section is the purpose of Proverbs. <coughs> it's got a lot. The purpose. Proverbs gives us its purpose is contain... Whoa, I said that wrong. Uh, yep. I'm not answering you because you're a fool. Oh, you should read Proverbs. <laughs> so Proverbs... Would you like me to read it? So, the purpose of Proverbs is contained within the first six verses of the book. It lists these five reasons. The first one, hit me with a bruh or something. For attaining wisdom and discipline. The second, bruh. For understanding words of insight. The third, <laughs> <laughs> for acquiring <laughs> a disciplined and prudent life. So basically, who wants everybody to be a prude? The fourth. Is, a, is prude like a bad word?
2: Uh... It just means like you stay away from. I thought it was just like things. yeah, like a holy person. No, but no, people use it.
1: Person that never like did anything with anybody. People no, that's you, a virgin. People <laughs> use it
2: as a derogatory term, but it actually means that you are like self disciplined. You're holy and righteous. Yeah.
1: Mm. The fourth. Bruh. For giving prudence to the simple. Ooh, I'm simple. The fifth. Bruh. For understanding proverbs and parables. The sayings and riddles of the wise. Yes, so
0: I didn't just come up with that purpose out of the thin air. Um, It says it right there in the first six verses of the book, why it is a book. Boom, right there. One, two, three, four, five. It's right in the thick air. Oh, look at you. So one thing I want to talk about before we actually get into the outline of the book is how to read Proverbs Um, So there's a couple things that you want to keep in mind when you're reading Proverbs so that you can properly interpret and apply it. One thing to note is that there is a lot of parallelism in the book of Proverbs, and we talked about it a little bit in the last episode. We actually talked about it a lot, and we defined all the different types of parallelism. It also applies to the book of Proverbs. So go back and listen to the episode on Psalms if you haven't already, and we'll define for you things like synonymous parallelism, antithetical parallelism, synthetic parallelism, all of those are defined in the last episode, and you need to know what those are when you're reading Proverbs. I mean, you don't need to know, but it helps to know when you're reading the book of Proverbs um, the different rules and, uh, and, you know, the different ways that they wrote the book so that you can understand it better. Um, but basically, a, a really basic definition is that parallelism is when there are comparisons and contrasts within and between verses. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to explain it too much. That's basically what it is. Go back and listen to the Psalms episode and learn about parallelism. That's, that's the first thing that you need to keep in mind when you're reading the book of Proverbs. The second thing you need to keep in mind is truisms. So, ba- so basically the wise sayings in Proverbs are true for the most part, but not always. So this isn't like absolute law from God. Um, this is what happens hundred percent of the time. These are, these are true isms. Um, so they're true for the most part. It's just everyday wisdom for you to use. Now, that doesn't take away from the divine inspiration of the book. It just fulfills the purpose that God desired for it. So this this fulfills a specific purpose, and it's just to give us everyday wisdom for our lives. With that being said, let us get into the outline. We have one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven (laughs) sections, (laughing) portions, seven portions of Proverbs. Are you doing? Here we go. Section one. The first section is the discourses on wisdom, and that is chapters one through chapter nine. So, we start the discourses on wisdom in verses 1 through 7 of chapter 1. You get the title of the book in verse 1. You get the purpose of the book in verses 2 through 6, as we already said. Then you get the thesis of the book. That's right, I said thesis in verse 7. And the thesis of the book is this The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction.
2: That's not even just the thesis of this book. It's like Solomon's life yeah, yeah. life thesis.
0: His mantra. Yeah. So after that, we get instruction for young people, and that's chapter 1, verses 8, through chapter 8, verses 36. So let's go through that, the wisdom for young people, because I feel like if we do have an audience out there, they're probably young people, right? We have an audience? I mean, I looked at the demographics. Okay. And we actually have more women listening to our show than men. Really? I swear. By how much? Like
2: 60-40. Very interesting.
0: Yeah. Can you believe that? That's sick. Can you believe that women want to listen to us chauvinist pigs?
2: Alyssa listens to it. She's caught up.
0: Maybe. Really?
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe there's only like three women that listen. Oh, and And they just just listen over and over and over and over and over and over. over.
0: Yeah. That could be. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, whatever. Um, Anyways, so young people, listen up. So we get the warning against hanging out with sinners, and that's in verses 8 through 19. Then following that, we get something I call wisdom's appeal. And basically, that's kind of just a drawn-out version of the thesis in verse 7. Um, so they take that many verses to basically say that the fear of the Lord is beginning of knowledge and that fools despise wisdom. So that's verses 20 through 33. Then we get into chapter two and that talks about wisdom and how it's a treasure. Then in chapter three, we talk about the value of wisdom. I say we talk about as if I wrote it. Um, and that's basically all the blessings that come about when you have wisdom. So one thing to keep in mind, and we're going to we're going to keep talking about blessings and stuff like that and money even and, and stuff. Proverbs isn't telling you that if you love God that you're going to get a lot of money and that you're going to get an awesome life and stuff like that. But it is telling you that if you apply some of these things that you learn in Proverbs, like hard work and honesty and things like that, that you probably will do well for yourself. You will be successful just because you'll do good at work and people will promote you and so on and so forth. So blessings do come out of your life when you have wisdom and when you apply the truth of Proverbs. So that's in chapter 3. Following that is um, the beginning of chapter 4, and they, they talk about the love of wisdom. And then in the middle of chapter 4, they talk about the two paths that you can take. You can You can take the path that follows wisdom, or you can take the path that follows folly, basically. You have two choices to make with your
2: life. Foolishness. Mm.
0: Yes, foolishness would have been a better word. So the end of chapter 4, verses 20 through 27, it talks about the importance of persistence. Then in chapter 5, we get into warnings against unfaithfulness in marriage. That speaks for itself. Going on, we go into chapter 6, and it talks about other dangerous temptations. Some of the dangerous temptations that it lists out is laziness, lying, Pride and divisiveness. Oh, but why
2: don't we celebrate pride? (sighs) Because we're fools. Hmm. Because we're going down the foolish path. Entire parade's dedicated
0: to pride. Oh, we do. We have a pride weekend, don't we? Oh, yeah. Well, I will tell you one thing. Pride is the father of all sins, and idolatry is the mother. Mm -hmm. Together they make disgusting sin babies. Right, Nick? That would be pride <laughs> So that is the beginning of Chapter 6, and then the end of Chapter 6 gives you warnings against adultery. So basically it tells you to stay away from Thotiana. Um That's the end of Chapter 6. Then in Chapter 7... <laughs> about- I've been waiting to say that all day. Was that in the outlet? I didn't see that. No, word. it wasn't. It was just in my brain. Um, so chapter seven, it was. Um, where did I hear Tatiana? Oh, um, Trey Kennedy.
1: Okay, I can see that.
0: Okay, so then following Tatiana in chapter six is the lure of adultery in chapter seven, and basically that chapter is telling you that it's easy to be persuaded, so you have to be watchful over your mind and over your heart. Um, and then this section continues on in chapter eight and it talks about the function of wisdom. And I mentioned this earlier. basically this chapter talks about the blessings that will come um, if you act in wisdom in your life. Hmm. Then the last part of section one is chapter 9. and basically it contrasts wisdom and folly. So it, it uses the imagery, the imagery, the imagery of a feast here. So wisdom's feast is in verses one through six, and it calls out to the wise and it draws wise people in. Um, and then there's a quick break there that talked about that talk about open-minded and closed-minded people, and then it ends with folly's feast. And basically, it says that folly calls out to the simple and draws the simple in. And that is it for section one. Nicky, you want to take Sec- section two? Yeah,
1: I got you. I got you, boy. You know what you. happened to me today, guys? So, as you both know, I, I started going to a very small church. And uh, the pastor said something funny. And I thought it was hysterical. Okay. And I laughed. Like, you were like, the only one who laughed. I laughed like... like, <laughs> And I was the only oh, one. Oh, man. Yeah, you can't enjoy yourself in church. I don't know if you've learned that yet. My My face turned so red. And my wife looked at me like... Cause she like giggled a little bit, yeah, and I like belly laughed, oh, and nobody else belly laughed, and it was so embarrassing. That stinks. And anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you, I, I appreciate was, that. I thought it was really funny. Thank you. Um, But that's uh, you know, in section two, it talks about that stuff, you know. Oh. The mark of wise living. Laughing during church. Yeah, it's a mark of a you know a person living wise. Oh. Are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The mark a wise living. <laughs> he pointed at Mark people. Hey. I <laughs> don't. All right, section 2 is chapters uh 10 through 22. <laughs> um <laughs> It's not, not that funny. funny. I know.
0: It's not.
1: <laughs> See. So, I, that's I, why I love, you laugh, bro. I
2: love stuff that's not
1: funny. That's why
2: you think Trey <laughs> Kennedy. Is.
1: Exactly. Oh man. You guys are too much. Um, The Marks of Wise Living, how you doing, Mark, is uh, chapters 10 through 15, and it literally lists out all the things that mark us as people that live wise. And that is things that produce profit. That's in chapters 10, 1 through 14, righteousness, hard work, integrity, wisdom. Things that produce profit. In chapter 10, 1 through 14, that's righteousness, hard work, integrity, wisdom. And the second one is things of true value. Chapter 10, 15 through 32, that's life, instruction, blessing from the Lord. Mm -hmm. The third, wise living in various contexts. Chapter 11, 1 through 15. Um, The next is wise investments in chapter 11, 16 through 31. That's being generous and being righteous. Those are the wise investments. Those are the wise investments. Being
0: generous is a wise investment and being righteous is a wise investment.
1: Yep. And next we have the value of righteousness. I'll tell you what, back on the wise
0: investments about being generous, like a lot of times it is a sacrifice to be generous to somebody and give to somebody that needs it. But like nothing, there's. I mean, at least for myself, nothing can like make me happier than when I see somebody receive something that I gave to them. And, you know, that's like true for Christmas too. Obviously, everybody thinks of Christmas. When you give gifts to people, nothing makes you happier nothing fulfills you more than that. And so, I don't know. You've always been like, really good at that,
1: though. Huh? since I met you, you've been good at that. You're giving Christmas gifts? Like giving stuff to people for no oh. reason. Thanks, man. Mm. Um, that's, that's like something that we, we, we should all be like that. Yeah. So, it's a good up, reminder. Uh, start up sure. your treasure in heaven. Yeah, that's who right. does that, though? Like, you know, yeah, freaking, like, no, no. And in an in a honest question. Like, can we all honestly say that on a regular basis, maybe not Ryan, because he does, <laughs> and I don't know so much about mark but maybe he does but i don't how, on a regular basis how much do you just give to people like you know what i'm just gonna pick a random day buy something and bring it to someone mm. even if they don't need it or they don't want it or they didn't ask for it i don't i i never do that and maybe we should um so it's a good reminder for people that uh being generous is a wise investment and you know what else uh,
0: about it being a wise investment and we're kind of going down a rabbit trail here, but it's good. when you invest in people, like you have a safety net because you have a bunch of people that love you because you've been generous to them and stuff like that. And so I know if I lose my house or something like that, like I have a safety net of people that I have a, a, a good relationship with that I love and that love me because we've invested in those people and we've we invested invest yeah time and money and yeah. love. And so it's kind of like having
1: a cushion of a family that we know is going to take care yeah. of us if we ever fall in hard of times. Of course. And I was just, I'm glad you said that because I was about to say being generous does not mean just stuff mm-hmm. like materialistic stuff. Cause you don't want to buy out people. You don't want, I mean, it's good to give people stuff, but that's not the overall thing that we're trying to say. Being generous is more so stuff, but emotions, um, just like your time, like, like you said, you know, spending time with someone is being generous because time is money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, there's better things to do. We, people in America especially much rather sit on their couch and watch TV or play video games or do whatever. Bruh. Um, but in this um, case, being generous is like, you know what? I'm going to go spend time with somebody who might need my company. Mm. There's an important
2: thing to say is that, you know, someone can be like, yeah, I, I do all these things. Why do I have to believe in God to do those things? Mm.
0: Yeah, like, I guess sure. that's true. And one thing I guess I want to point out is that Proverbs is not only like, it, this isn't specific to Christians. No, like it's I not. said, to. Uh, about Confucius and stuff like that, how other people have Proverbs and how this is not like law from God. This is just truths of everyday life that applies to everybody. So whether you're a Christian or not, if you invest in people, it's wise for you. But also,
2: you know, store up your treasures in heaven, you know, believing in God uh, and Jesus as your savior. When you're doing these things, there's a hope to look forward to. Right. You know, it doesn't just end in death. Right. If we're going to say atheism is true, there's, there's a reason to be nice to people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and there's, there's an outcome at the end of it.
1: Right. And I also have to say, I my hope is in every episode, even if it's in the Old Testament, that we would bring up the gospel or Jesus at least once, even though, um, you know, even though it's kind of hard at some points, but it's not, it's really not, especially in this, like Jesus gave you his life. He suffered for you on the cross. How hard is it to spend time with someone? Oh, how hard is it to be generous even to God? Spend time with God. Pray to God. Give, give him your time. Give him your energy. Give him your money. Give other people your time, energy, and money. You know what I mean? Like, if the Lord gave his life for you, how hard is it just to give something small to someone else?
2: Like a pair of headphones.
1: Oh. Ooh. Oh, you feel you feel a little convicted, huh? Mark 8. Uh, cur. Feel a little convicted. All right. Uh, anyway, the... Uh, that wasn't it. The, Anyways,
0: let's keep going after Wise Investments.
1: The been, next we've been a little preachy mark. here. The next mark of Wise Living, how you doing, Mark, is uh, <laughs> hey, the value of righteousness. Hey. <laughs> that's in chapter 12, 1 through 12, and that's blessings, etc. okay? Um, okay. And the six is avoiding trouble in chapter 12, 13 to 28, and that is your words will either cause you to be blessed or vexed. Was that supposed to rhyme? No. Uh, the power of words. What you say means something. Sticks and stones, right?
2: I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, some proverbs where Solomon's like, yeah, just shut up. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Don't oh, no, open your mouth. Sticks and stones says that words will not hurt you, but the word of God says words do hurt people. They do hurt. So that's for a if sure. misconception. you to something about God, shut your mouth and listen to me for a minute. Ah, yep. Okay. The next one, the seventh one, is fruits of wise living in chapter thirteen. What are those <laughs> fruits, Nick?
0: Tell me now.
1: Those uh, fruits: papaya, uh, uh, avocado, gr- grapes. I hate papaya. Um, apples. No, so that's uh, life, a good name, wealth, God's favor, peace, good kids, and my favorite food. I, 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 you yep, and that's uh fruits of wise living in Wait. chapter 13. So that's what comes out of wise living. Food. You're guaranteed
2: Food. that your kids will be good? Mm, yes,
1: you're guaranteed. 100%. This is saying. God's law. I don't think that's what it's saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, like a, like yet again, this is just a proverb. This is for
1: the most part this is true. Yeah. So, if you open up a fortune cookie and it was like, you know, if you live wisely, You're going to have a good life. You're going to have a good reputation. You might have enough wealth because, you know, you're being generous, but you have money to give money, right? And then you have God's favor because he enjoys you being generous. Then you'll have peace because there's nothing else that brings more joy than making other people happy. Then you have good kids because they'll be just like you and generous and nice. And, of course, you'll have food because you'll always be with people, and while you're there giving them stuff, they'll feed you. How you doing? You know what I mean? So it all connects. It's like connecting the dots. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Okay, the eighth one is further advice for wise living. Chapters <laughs> yeah. 14 to 15. I connect dots sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, chapters 14 <coughs> through 15, it's just miscellaneous advices. <laughs> Nothing really specific just or a anything. a bunch of trash. Just, two just or a three bunch of nothing. Two or three advices you know? in there. It's like, don't drink salsa <laughs> while you're doing podcasts. Yeah, you don't. That's one of them. You know, <laughs> don't cross the street without looking. <laughs>
0: so on and so forth. And so on. Yeah.
1: Make sure you cut your nails. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Miscellaneous <laughs> advices right there in chapters 14 and 15. It's called the misc. So yeah, continuing on, we're still in section two. Um, chapter 16 through chapter 22, just talk about um, ways that you can please God. Um, the first way is in chapter sixteen, and that's by trusting God. Um, then going on in chapter seventeen, you can please God by being a peacemaker. Um, so one who brings peace is this is what Proverbs said: one one who brings peace brings blessing on himself, and one who causes strife brings strife upon himself. Um, so you who would have thought. You have the power to make peace. You have the power to make trouble for yourself. It's all um, in your hands. Um, So in chapter 18 is the friendship and folly chapter, and it reminds you how to treat people. Um, And then in chapter 19 through 22, it is further advice for pleasing God, and this is just some more miscellaneous
1: advices. Yep. Um, What what, what are some of those?
0: Oh, you know, um, do this, do that, and God will be pleased.
1: Yeah, don't paint with your hands. Mm -hmm. I mean.
0: I know what you mean. What else? That's section two. And so then in (laughs) section three, we have 30 sayings of the wise. Okay. 30 sayings? 30 30 sayings of the
1: wise. 30, like the number. Three, zero.
0: And that's in the end of chapter two through the middle of chapter 24 those 30 30s yeah so basically these are just 30 common sayings from the day this isn't necessarily psalm solomon's proverbs these are just sayings that were common back in that day like uh, a bird in the hand is worth more than two in a bush stuff like that like we say today so they just compiled 30 of those following that is section four this is Six more sayings of the wise. So these are like the bonus sayings on top of those 30 sayings. And that's at the end of chapter 24. Mm. Then in chapters 25, and this is the fifth section now, by the way, these are Solomon's maxims expressing wisdom. And that's in chapters 25 through 29. And basically there we have instructive analogies. You guys know what analogies are? Okay, good. Okay. Because I didn't want to explain it. But if you guys actually want to... wise
2: teachers teach with analogies. Yeah. Yeah, you ever For uh... sure connect the dots? <laughs> you
0: see? That was an analogy, baby. Yeah. So um basically there's analogies here. The first one is about wise and foolish conduct. The second one, which is in chapter twenty six, is about fools and folly. Then in chapter twenty seven we get the third analogy, and that is about virtues and vices. Mm. Then in chapter 27, at the end, we have a section about prudence, which is a fancy word for wisdom. Then in chapters 28 and chapter 29, we have something that I call instructive contrasts. So this is basically saying a wise person does this, but a fool does this. You mean antithetical parallelism. Exactly. Antithetical parallelism. Chapters 28 and chapter 29. Nick, talk you about section six. Close it off and I'll do conclusions. I will close it off for you people and then Nick will do the conclusions if you weren't paying attention. So, in section six, we have the wisdom of Augur or Augur, however you want to say it, A G U R. And that's in chapter 30. Okay, so. Um, Basically, just gives wisdom about God, and that's in verses 2 through 9, and he's basically just saying there that God is truth. God is truth. Okay, and then in the end of chapter 30, verses 10 through 33, uh, that's just wisdom about life. So we're back into the miscellaneous
2: advices. Don't plant corn in the winter.
0: Yes. Stuff like that.
2: Is that like Jesus saying he is truth? The way, the truth, the life? Is that in Proverbs? Is that what you are asking? It's like how Jesus. Oh yes, says he is. That's truth. what you are stating.
0: Mm. Okay, and then the last and final section of Proverbs, sadly, because <laughs> I don't want it to be over.
2: Bring out the ladies.
0: Is the wisdom of Lemuel? <laughs> Lame man. Lemuel.
1: That's Lame, chapter thirty-one. It sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. <coughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I thought it was like the French word for mule. Oh. You know, Le mule. That's why I thought it was funny. Oh. Was freaking lame. Le mule. Oh, I was thinking yeah.
1: more like Lord of the Rings. Le mule. Like what's your name? Le mule. Oh.
0: <laughs> so it talks about what a wise king looks like, and that's in the beginning of chapter 31. So um, contrary to popular belief, the whole chapter isn't about wise women. the The first part is about wise kings. Then the second part is about wise women and that's in verses 10 through 31. And one thing to note the bo- and ladies, I know you're listening. 60% of our listeners, I know you're there. Ladies, I want to say this verse these verses are not like talking about how a good woman is one that like sits down in a long skirt and shuts her mouth, okay? It's talking about a woman who's out there wheeling and dealing in real estate. And getting it and getting after it. And that is what the Bible says is a wise woman, is a strong woman, you know, uh, one that supports her family well, one that is wise. And so it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing, it's not like the Bible is trying to bring women down, like is kind of a popular belief right now. Um, Proverbs 31 is about a strong woman and it really empowers women, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: I've also seen it where. I've, I've heard women say that it, it sets too high of a standard and they feel like they can't meet it, like it's an unrealistic standard. But mm. I mean, there's different ways to look at it. I mean, I don't yeah. think all women feel that because
1: every woman ministry has named that. So, oh, true. you're right. You're right. Yeah, that was one, one of our second facts. fun, fact. fun but facts. But I
0: mean, that's true about all the Proverbs. I feel like I'm not, yeah, this for wise sure, guy for either. Sure. that's true. I am, I mean, I, I am a wise guy. Okay. Hey, hey but I'm not like a wise guy. Wise guy OE. Hey, you, know you know what I'm saying?
1: Look at this wise guy guy. Anyway, conclutus Yeah, we got some conclusus
2: (laughs) Conclusus?
1: Yeah Now we got some conclusions from Proverbs Um, Proverbs tells us to stay away from four different type of people And this is just something I gathered while reading Proverbs Sorry, I always interrupt you, I know
0: But this is just like thoughts, like final thoughts Yeah On the book of Proverbs
1: Uh, The conclusus postscript You know? Mr. Simpleton, you know? Proverbs doesn't like Mr. Simpleton The simpleton, someone who is innocently ignorant, but also does not seek wisdom. So they don't know because they don't know, but then they're like, you know what? I don't want to know. We should stay away from those people. We should still love them and share the gospel with them, but, you know, might want to not hang out with those people. And then the scoffer, people who belittle and arrogant people. Mm. We definitely don't want people that belittle people or people that think they know it all. Mm. Um, The Bible, you can read the same passage 58,000 times And you might learn something different each and every time you read it So we definitely don't want arrogant people We also don't want to be around the stubborn And that's the argumentative person who refuses to learn discipline All right, don't be stubborn, be open-minded, be loving, be generous Or the stupid, the ones that know truth but willfully disregard it We see that a lot on TV a lot of these people, a lot of these false prophets out there.
0: Yeah, so I really didn't want to put stupid. I would have rather put fool. However, I Bible had so three stupid.
1: S's, and so
0: I had to put the fourth one as an S. Yeah, for sure. And so I put stupid instead of fool. Oh, you wanted the four S's. Yes. I wanted to do the... Um, the sermon thing. The, you know what you the did? The
1: thing. Alliteration. i stupid. Alliteration. You made an S out of yourself. <laughs> Anyways. So, along with the conclusion... In that regard, we move on to the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. This is what we're concluding to. Like Ryan touched on a little bit before, uh, they are responsible with money and time, cares for others, speaks with authority, praised by those who know her, and fears the Lord. Mm. Okay? Now that's a woman. Some benefits of a good work ethic, according to Proverbs, are preservation, your needs are supplied for, Profit, real hard work brings profit, whereas talking about hard work doesn't bring anything. How you doing? So uh, that's a good point. Promotion: Thank someone you. that is skilled in their craft will continue to be promoted to higher positions. Absolutely. <coughs> Prosperity: dishonest money is fleeting, but honest money grows slowly over time. All right, that's the conclusion of Proverbs. We hope you learned something. You, we hope you continue to listen to all of our episodes. If you like this one, you're definitely going to like our others. But we don't want you to just focus on our episodes. We want you to open your Bibles and read through these books. This is just a general outline, but there is so much more to learn. Um, if you have any questions about anything that you that we talked about today or anything while you're reading the Bible, feel free to reach out to us at our email, BibleDingers at gmail.com, or of course... You can see us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and Google Plus. Google Plus. No. They're out of MySpace, business, buddy. Snapster. MySpace. Snapster. Well no no no. We are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we are at Bible Dingers across the board. Across the freaking board. Across the <laughs> board. And while you're there.
2: Don't pass and scroll Don't
1: pass and scroll Make sure you hit follow Make sure you hit subscribe Make sure you hit like Alright?
0: You always say ding on at the end
1: And as always it's so Ding on baby
2: world, it's Bible right dingers. Orders. You see right through the mess inside me And you call me out to so put me in, you tell me I can start again.